Seattle's Morning News. This is Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. The Supreme Court is going to take up a case involving whether Google is responsible for dangerous information posted on its website. Let's call in former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Our conversation sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. Uh, Rob, what is Google accused of doing? Right. Uh, there are two cases that the Supreme Court has decided to hear. The first one is the one you mentioned, Gonzalez v. Google, where the justices decided to take up a question of the scope of what's called Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. If you're listening to this and you work for a tech company, especially a, a an internet platform, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. Section 230 was adopted as part of the Communications Decency Act back in 1996 to protect the development of the internet, to protect these, these new internet platforms from liability for content published on their platforms by other people. It has been subjected to many lawsuits and many courts have looked at the scope of Section 230, but never the U.S. Supreme Court. This case, the first of these two cases the Supreme Court is taking up is a very interesting choice for them to take up this question because it involves whether there's a shield for liability under Section 230 from the Federal Anti-Terrorism Act. The plaintiff is the family of a young woman who was killed in a Paris restaurant during the uh, 2015 terrorism attacks. What What the parents are arguing is that Google's algorithm promoted content encouraging terrorism, encouraging jihad, if you will. And Google saying, oh, no, not not at all. I mean, we're, we're shielded because Section 230 protects us from what, you know, pro-ISIS people put up on our site. So the question is whether there's product liability, if you will, for the algorithm which recommended those videos to people who are apparently looking for them. That may sound familiar because uh, you've been talking this week about a lawsuit brought by the Seattle School District against TikTok and others, arguing that the algorithms of TikTok and Facebook and the other big social media companies are responsible for mental health problems in young people. So again, these are product liability claims that are an attempt to get around Section 230. Gonzalez is is different, of course, because the Anti-Terrorism Act is a a federal statute. And the question here is also, is Google aiding and abetting terrorism? That's the similar question to a claim brought against Twitter by the family of a Jordanian citizen who was killed in an ISIS attack on a nightclub in Istanbul. There, the Ninth Circuit ruled that Twitter, Facebook, Google can all potentially be held liable regardless of Section 230 for aiding and abetting international terrorism by allowing ISIS to use their platforms. Of course, those companies say, wait, we're not allowing them to use our platforms. These are open platforms and we're protected by federal law from you know the content that third parties post on them. But this issue of whether the algorithms make them liable and create an exception under the Anti-Terrorism Act and under product liability theory is you know, what the court is going to be getting at and looking at the Twitter case and the Google case. Well, Google claims it's just a, a neutral platform. And so it's like, uh, what, the phone company. We don't uh, mm-hmm. we, we don't police the content of the of telephone conversations. Right. Uh, and just as the phone company doesn't police that, so we don't police the content of our conversations, except they do. I mean, they have they have these algorithms which deliberately elevate things that you're interested in. And even though there might be no human intervention there, there there is certainly a, a form of corporate 
intervention. So if they're held responsible for this, this strikes at the heart of their business model, doesn't it? Uh, it, it certainly could, yes. Of course, the same challenge could be raised by Congress. They could simply amend Section 230 and, and create exceptions for it. You know, yeah. that, that was something I actually argued for as attorney general when we had strong evidence that entities like Backpage.com were facilitating human trafficking on their websites. And, and you know, the first time we wrote to Congress, I think there were 47 of us who signed the letter, AGs across the country – there was no response. It just landed with a thud. But then a few years later, Congress actually passed a law amending Section 230 effectively by creating an exception related to uh, human trafficking of uh, of minors, sex trafficking of minors. So Congress could take this up too. But uh, if the Supreme Court rules that, yes, there's an anti-terrorism exception for Section 230, that's 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 a big deal. That's uh, kind of a judicial camel's nose under the tent. Yeah. Uh, what's the timeline on this case? When do we get a decision on this? Well, the Supreme Court has added that case to its docket. So that means uh, they're going to hear the case and make a decision by the end of June, which is the end of their current 22-23 uh, term. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Rob, thank you. Thanks, Dave.